0: Good morning. Before we get into the Bible Reading Plan podcast, I wanted to give a disclaimer that this podcast was recorded before the coronavirus pandemic. Since then, we have changed our rhythms of gathering, and any announcements during this podcast may be incorrect. So for any announcements or logistics mentioned in this podcast, please double-check against the website, victorypoint.org. Thanks. Well, good morning. Uh, it is Tuesday the 24th, and I'm sitting here with uh, Chris Bursma. We are back in the studio, which is really just my office with a microphone in the middle of it, uh, to do today's podcast. Um, we are, uh, before us, we have glasses of what looks like water, but it is not water. No. It is maple sap. That That's really good. It's really good. Uh, Jimmy Rotman brought me four liters of uh, sap straight from a maple tree, and you can drink it. It tastes slightly sweet. It's got to have good stuff in it, and um, it's it's tasty. Very like tasty. It. Anyway, I'm thank here with... you, Jimmy. Yes, thank you, Jimmy. I'm here with Carissa. Um, Carissa, how long has Victory Point been your church home?
1: Uh, 21 years now.
0: That's a very long time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and you've been on the worship team? Mm-hmm um how else have you like how else is victory point kind of your church home
1: (laughs) we've raised our children here children have been baptized here how many
0: children do you have four four children Mm -hmm. that's a lot of children yeah
1: (laughs) our oldest was born before we came here but the other three have all been baptized here Mm -hmm. and this is their church
0: home how long, like, how did Victory Point become your church home?
1: Well, we moved here from New Mexico and we didn't have jobs or housing. We didn't have anything. And so we were living with um, my husband's parents who went here at the time. And we said, well, we're, we'll find our own church, but just so we have one less thing to be looking for right now, let's just go to their church with them. We were living with them and we kind of fell in love. Mm-hmm. And but I think it was like, it didn't take long. Maybe a month in, we were like, well, maybe, I think, maybe it was around the time we had a house. We are like, you know, we were going to look around and we, drove, <laughs> we were coming home from church one day and we drove into a parking lot of another church and we looked at the building and we said, okay, we've looked at other churches. <laughs> we're good to go. <laughs> you knew. Yeah, we just did. Mm-hmm. There's something d- just, yeah, we
0: just knew. And you've stayed here though for mm-hmm. 21 years. Yep. Why we've have seen you... a lot
1: of people come and go, yeah, and I'm
0: sure why have you stayed here
1: we've We've never felt led to not stay here or or to look around and and if we ever talked about like as we saw friends heading out or there was something like oh i I'm not sure I'm crazy about this we never uh I don't it's hard to put in words, but we just knew this is. Anytime we would even talk about, it I was like, no, we never. It just never.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: We, ne- we never felt any comfort about looking around.
0: Yeah. yeah, you've talked to me before, like even just being here on a Sunday morning, and looking around, and being like, "This is my, this is my home.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, this
0: is my place. These are my people." I mean, it's not a perfect place, but it's your place. Yeah, it's pretty cool.
1: Yeah.
0: Hey, well, today we're going to talk about uh, Psalm one thirty. And um, do you mind if I read this one? No. Okay. Um, Here it is. This is Psalm 130 from the Bible reading plan. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. If you, O Lord, should mark my iniquities, Lord, who could stand? But there is forgiveness with you so that you may be revered. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits, and in His word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning, more than those who watch for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with Him is great power to redeem. It is He who will redeem Israel from all its iniquities. What do you think? What's your response to this psalm?
1: Uh, So what jumps out at me is that uh, my soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning. Uh Um, That's when you're watching for the morning, that's when it's the darkest and everything's bigger at night and scarier. And uh, that's, that's when it's anxieties just can compound and Mm -hmm. kind of attack you. And then you, in the morning it's, lighter,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Obviously, but also yeah. metaphorically. Yeah. Uh, I, that just kind of jumped out at me.
0: Yeah. I didn't even think about the fact that people who watch for the morning are in probably the darkest part of the night. I didn't think about that. Um, in the morning, things seem way less scary and way less of a big deal than they do at night. seems like when the light comes, it kind of makes everything see just as it is and not as you fear it will be. So that's cool <clears throat> but that the idea of watching and watching and watching and watching connected to waiting so I wait for the Lord my hope my soul waits <clears throat> so the tying together of waiting and watching being people who are like hoping uh, watching anticipating waiting um, persevering, anticipating um, seems like... That's an attitude that we should have as people who are looking forward, who are filled with hope, who are looking forward to God's redemption. Um, it mm-hmm. reminds me of Jesus' words to stay alert. You know, he talks about mm-hmm. like keep watch, mm-hmm. stay watchful, even like in the Garden of Gethsemane. It's like, you guys fell asleep, you, you weren't staying awake, you weren't staying aware. Um, so, yeah, I was thinking about that. Um, that word wait also waiting and watching I kind of underlined um it sounds like that's something that you noticed too that watching watching for the morning Mm -hmm. um what's so is waiting and watching easy
1: oh I I hate it
0: (laughs) (laughs) why do you hate waiting
1: uh like if, if you, so if you knew what was going to, like, if you're in a hard time, if you knew how it was going to end or even when it was going to end, I feel like the, the waiting part would be less stressful.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. You'd be like, okay, I have two more weeks of this Get and your mind I'm around good. It. You just, yeah.
0: Yeah. I got four more reps of whatever exercise right. I'm doing. Or-
1: but when you don't have that, that forecasted, um, that's the worst part, mm-hmm. I think when things are down and hard
0: Mm -hmm. when you don't have control over Mm -hmm. your suffering so to speak when you you don't have control over the pain or the the waiting um i get really frustrated when my my plans change from what i'm anticipating them being like if i'm expecting there's something about expectation for me like if i'm expecting that we're gonna have dinner at five o'clock, but then we have it at five 30, obviously I'm going to be hungry, but like, it's much different than when I'm, if I was, you know, to expect to have dinner at five 30, do you know what I mean? Like my expectation that it's going to be at five (laughs) makes me so much more hungry than if I had just waited for five 30, you know, like when my plans change, it's like, it feels like I'm out of control. Whereas like you said, if I know when it's going to end, then it helps. But then sometimes I think I know, and then it's like a false. I thought I knew, and then it changes. And this not just, you know, makes me sad or, you know, anxious. It also makes me angry. Like, dang it! Angry. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> angry. Yes, something got taken. some like I got choice taken away from me. Uh, Chris, um, Chris Klein preached about choice a few weeks ago, months ago. And uh, he's talking about how God has choice. Anyway, when in the middle of waiting, I feel like choice gets taken away Mm. from you, where you're not able to choose how you move through it. You're just waiting for somebody else. Or I think about like before the age of cell phones, when I was like in junior high and I'd be waiting out on the curb for my mom to come. It's one thing if you're waiting and someone texts you and says, I'll be there in five minutes and you're just waiting. I'll just kill time. I don't know if that's really waiting anymore. You know what I mean? You're just biding time. Um, it's a kind of waiting, but it's not the kind of waiting where, like, I don't have a cell phone, obviously, and I don't... My mom said she was going to be here at 2.30, and it's 2.35. Whatever. It's five minutes. But it, I don't know. It could be an hour. Yeah. You know, it could be two hours. You don't know why. She could have gotten in a car accident. She yep. could have forgotten about me. She, I might have to walk home. So five minutes, it's like it's not just five minutes of waiting. It's also... This, I have no idea how long this could last.
1: And there's a vulnerability there mm-hmm. in that waiting.
0: Yeah. You have to submit yourself to like, you have to either, you have to choose to trust. Like, no, she's going to come. She's going to come. She's going to come. Or you have to despair. You know, like, okay, I've got to take this into my own hands. What do you do? I've waited a lot. Have we waited so long that we have to start making our own plans? And then you finally do. And then around the corner comes <laughs> mom, you know, like, or maybe you do, you leave. The point where you said you're going to meet up, you know, I'm going to be by the green sign on the curb or whatever. And then you go, Oh, they're five minutes late. I'm just going to start walking. And then they come and then they're waiting there going, Where are they? Have they not come out yet? And then now you're on separate tracks and miscommunication. And now both people are worried about both people. I don't know. And so it's a different thing to wait without knowing what's going to happen or to wait without. Um, being sure of you know a timeline something like that because it forces you into this trusting posture.
1: Mm-hmm. It's really tough, or 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 not trusting. Mm-hmm. And the the psalmist has chosen that trusting posture. Mm-hmm. Uh, it almost feels like he's trying to convince himself a
0: little bit. Mm-hmm. Repeats himself. <laughs> he's a bit
1: repetitive. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am going to wait for the Lord. My soul waits. Yeah. <laughs> this word, I hope. Yeah. Right?
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like when, when there's a sign for something, like don't jump off the cliff. It's like, you know that somebody did that <laughs> and that's why they have to have a sign. It's like when there's a psalm about something, you know that the psalmist is not just filled with hope all the time. They're probably trying to, like Ezekiel did, prophesy to themselves. Like, oh, all right, I don't feel this right now, but I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. God's going to redeem. He's going to come. Mm -hmm. He's going to rescue me. And that's kind of what we say to ourselves when we're waiting, right? We say things that we don't feel are true, but we hope are true. We believe are true. It's faith, right? Like, Like me standing waiting for somebody on a curb without knowing if they're coming or not is faith. Saying, all right, I have trust and faith in this person. They're going to come even though I want to get out of here and go take matters into my own hands. So... Yeah, waiting and watching is hard. It's like it takes everything, all of our strength to resist the impulse to like stop waiting and start doing our own thing. But anything else you want to say about this psalm? Or do you think we're good for the day?
1: No. Uh, so it, it sounds to me like he isn't, maybe this is me reading into it, but like he doesn't even have the option of deciding to opt out. Hmm. He kind of has to wait. He, he has no
0: Locked control
1: it. or power over no what's going option. on. No other option. Right. The only thing he can control is how he responds to what's going on. And he chooses to respond this way. Um, mm-hmm. With hope, focusing on the steadfast love, the great power that God has.
0: Forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, and this would, I'm not totally sure what the connection is, but talking about out of the depths, I cry to you. There is forgiveness with you so that you may be revered. And then I wait for the Lord. I wonder if he's waiting for that sense of forgiveness. Like, I don't know what this psalmist is waiting for. Is this, um, is this David? Um, you know, I don't know. But.
1: Like a picture of David. Um, like he had, he had committed adultery and had Bathsheba's husband killed. And she had given birth to their son. And he was dying, right? That, and David was waiting. He had no control over that.
0: Mm-hmm. Gonna...
1: And, and I wonder about that just because he's he is talking about forgiveness and um, being redeemed from iniquities.
0: Mm-hmm. I do. Um, okay, so this is part of the Song of Ascents. So these are the Psalms that the the hebrew people are singing on their way up to the temple at festival
1: oh okay
0: so there there's a pilgrim song that goes along with um the one that uh, tom preached you know i lift my eyes up to the mountain where does my help come from help comes from the lord maker of heaven and earth and all and there's a big group of psalms that are all the songs that they would have they're the pilgrim songs mm-hmm. that they would have been singing on their way up to jerusalem and as a christian we look to those as like These are our pilgrim songs, too, on our way to the new Jerusalem, like the new creation. And uh, so I wonder if that's a translation of this psalm to go like that's where true forgiveness is. That's where true redemption is. You know, it's that's what we hope for is reconciliation with God in the new creation. Finally, that's our hope. So um, anyway, so it's not directly talking about David, but um, I could see that, too of our kind of micro waiting of, of waiting for that sense of like when you apologize to somebody and you're not sure if their forgiveness is going to land or not, um, or still working it out, you know, so hoping that this is going to work out. So I wonder if that's part of it too, but cool. Well, thanks Carissa and everybody. Thanks for pressing play and we will see you tomorrow. Tomorrow we're going to be reading Romans eight six through 11. All right? See you then. Thanks for listening to the Bible reading plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of His countenance upon you and give you His peace.